Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of 7 discounts so multitask right now get your quote now at progressive.com progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates national average 12 month savings of 744 dollars by new customers surveyed who saved with progressive between june 2022 and may 2023 potential savings will vary discounts not available in all states and situations are you open to settling now and what would it take to settle these uh, like I said, I just wanted to clear my name and be able to tell, let the facts and the legal uh, legal procedure, procedures continue to play out. Um, so right now, that's what that's all I'm doing is is want to clear my name and be able to let all the facts come out in the court of law and, and be able to focus on that. You know, I hadn't really thought of it until we played that clip. If that's what you want to do, you should want to be put on paid leave and focus on that. Focus on the facts coming out. Focus on clearing your name. That was Deshaun Watson, by the way, from yesterday. His first media appearance since March 25, the day the trade was unveiled to the world. We knew about it, but that was the day that Deshaun Watson and others sat down and met with the media. Meets with the media again about three months later. We'll break it down over the course of the next couple of hours. Not the full two hours, obviously, but we're going to talk about it right out of the gates because it's pretty big news. Before we get to that, though, first of all, the basics. PFT Live. Hiatus approaching. Sorry to everybody out there. I'm already getting complaints. We're not even off yet for our hiatus. And I already have people complaining about a hiatus that is yet to even begin. What am I going to do without this show for the next five weeks? And on one hand, I find that very flattering. It is. It's great. On the other hand, I find it very depressing to think that that somehow we are the glue (laughs) that is... Uh, that is the best evidence of the sad state our world is in that in some way for some people in some countries in some circumstances we are that shining light that is allowing them to cope Uh uh-oh well i don't know if i'm gonna go like that far i don't know if we're the shining Uh, i get Uh, the emails uh, where how are they gonna how are they gonna survive without us uh, i I can buy into like we're part of their morning routine like that that part of it you're part of our morning routine what am i supposed to do i sit here i do work i drink coffee blah 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 i can understand that but i mean i'm ready for a break i can tell you that I am as much as like I oh, love our the job, way you were sweating on Monday. It needs you. You need five <laughs> weeks need, to recover exactly from that. Right, exactly. Uh, I am. Yeah, it's good. To, it's like this is the time of year. Of course, we know there's going to be limited things to talk about here in a few weeks. And it's good just to get get away for a little bit and check out. And I will say with our job, because of the NFL and it mastered the calendar, like it never stops. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it doesn't and it never stops. And at nighttime, we're texting and there's stories coming out so that's where i just look forward to being able not to think or have to worry about or study something you know at nighttime or whatever that's the best part of the break for me at least well and and for me look i i'm not i'm not looking for any pity or sympathy because it's my it is my lifestyle and i dictate it there is no break i just focus my effort on other things i i will probably write more on PFT than I ordinarily do because I'll have that two-hour window in the morning because I'll still be awake. I still will be awake. I oh, will wake up. swim some laps in your pool. Get some exercise that way. Go I, see I get your exercise. pool. 
every day. I, I see do. my pool out the window every day. I sit out there and read every afternoon. I, I'll get in it at some point, maybe today, because it's going to be 95 degrees here. By the way, by the way, before we step aside from the idea that people will miss us and will miss being available every day, but I'll be doing some videos. So there'll be content. There'll be yeah. written content and video content for the five weeks. You sent us a photo last night out of the blue without warning. I know, right? I didn't I even thought, tell I thought you, you were this. visiting a friend's house. There's, I, first of all, I didn't know you had horse stables. And more importantly, I didn't know you had horses. We got, we got horses. You have horses. We got horses, yes. It's just, it never ends. It never ends. I don't know. Um, it's just my wife, my daughter. Of course, we love animals. And we do. We got a, you know, a good piece of property. We didn't have a horse stable. The person we bought the house from, there was like a small, you know, outhouse, guest house thing that was all wood and kind of industrial on the inside anyways. So we converted that into, yeah, the horse stables. We got two of them. They're kind of like glorified rescue trail horses. They're nothing special. These aren't race horses or anything like that. My daughter's sweet 16th birthday is coming up on uh, Saturday. So this is kind of part of her gift. Part of her gift that we weren't supposed to tell the rest of the family about. So right now, you know, there might be. A Why did that, you send us the I, pictures I know. then? After I did it. I didn't it, know it was a secret. I know. It's okay. It's a, They're going to find out on Saturday anyways. And they kind of knew, but they didn't officially know. So Aunt Wendy, my mom and dad, and maybe my brother Matt, they're, they're going to know. But there they are. Charlie and George. Charlie's on the right. George is on the left. So I assume... We're talking about two male horses, so you don't have to worry about little horse showing exactly up at some right. point. Yes, that's yes. good. Two male horses, and then you know, oddly enough, uh, a lot of people who tell you to, about horses and what I've learned is they, you know, male horses seem to be a little easier to, uh, con- or just a little easier to maintain control. Can be a little less, you know, crazy, I guess, at times. So yes, that's why my wife went with the two male horses. I have a couple of things to say. First of all, I was going to start calling you Noah because you collect <laughs> yes. these animals in twos. I told my kids although, that. They laughed at that last night. Although, <laughs> although Charlie and George cannot repopulate the world with horses, so the Noah thing doesn't, yep, doesn't that's really over. apply there. That photo reminds me of something specific, and you can go ahead and start playing the old man music. I don't care. I am going to go down memory lane. Yep. Go back to the other picture. <laughs> there will be people out there of a certain age, and I don't know where the cutoff is, but but when you were a kid right. and you had an electric train set, right. the coolest car on the train set was the boxcar with the horse heads that I do were remember suspended them. in there, right. and they moved just like those. And they moved while the train went. Their heads right? went back and forth, right? I do that's I do it. actually remember that's that. That's it. You're right. Put that thing on wheels, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you're right. You see what it means? It, it actually does. It looks just like the car itself, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, old-timer. I guess I'm getting right, old-timer, uh, too. I knew that, are. too. Yeah, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's official. But yeah. by the way, by the way, outhouse and guest house are two very different things. Well, I, I I can't let that go. Well, yeah, did I? Say, I didn't say outhouse. Did I say outhouse? I didn't you, say you that. Didn't right? say outhouse. I, you said outhouse, guest house. It's like it was like a small. It, it, it just doesn't have a bathroom, right? There was nothing like that in there. I, I yeah. don't know. So why. it can't be an outhouse, right? Right. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know why it was built. I think it's like a, the guy before us that we bought the house from, who was some rich lawyer and this was his second or third house it was like maybe gonna be a guest bedroom or maybe be like his art studio kind of thing like almost so that's what we converted there and now there's horse crap now there's horse crap uh, where everywhere the, where the there art it is to be there that's it, it. Yep. well done bingo mine i think was red but that's it. It looks that looks fairly modern too. That looks like the modern version. Way, yeah, the yeah. horses are a lot nicer. The horses were just molded white plastic with no effort to make them look like a horse other than the actual carving the mold. It was just let's just pour this plastic in here and get rid of it and the kid can go gnaw on it and uh you know uh get sick from the poisons that were in the plastic back in the 70s. <laughs> do, I, do you remember also the smell? There was that little transformer and and it just that that smell of like strong plastic yeah, chemical yeah just the, yeah i got the you. whole yes. and and there was also a little they, they had there was a little tube that you dripped into the the smokestack on the train and that had a really 
specific metallic smell to it. I'm sure it was really good for kids. I should... Anyway. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody somebody posted recently a photo of the old box of Crayola crayons, 64. Right. 64. I remember that when I was a kid, and it says at the bottom, non-toxic. So I, well, I would hope, I would hope you're peddling crayons to kids that aren't toxic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, and I remember asking my mom when I got a box of those, what does non-toxic mean? <laughs> right. Basically, it won't kill you. You can eat them, and it won't kill you. So uh, I ate a crayon. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, let's carry on. All right, let's do and it. And again, the hiatus begins Friday. We got three more shows to go, but as Chris said, there's still Thursday. Stuff to talk two about. more to go right Every here. Day. Two more, Mike. Come on, get it straight. You got one more day of work than me. Come on, I got two more. That's okay. You're gonna be you're gonna be working harder than me this weekend because you got a party for I your do. daughter. Yes, and you got horses. Yes, that are gonna poop all over your your property. <laughs> yes, thank so. you very much. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Deshaun Watson met with reporters yesterday. We played a little bit of the sound at the top of the show. He's focused on clearing his name. And it's easy to say that. And, and I think, look, it's a tough balance. You don't want Deshaun Watson to say anything he shouldn't say because that that concept that you hear in the Miranda warnings, anything you say can and will be used against you, it applies in all litigation. It's not hearsay if it's set out of court by one of the parties to the litigation that's being used against them. So anything Deshaun Watson would say in any setting that is recorded in any way can be played at any of these trials against him. And that's not good. So he's kind of walking on a tightrope. And because of that, you can see he's under stress. Definitely. He's trying not to say the wrong thing. Right. And he resorts to talking points. So they asked him about settling, and he tried his best to recite the talking points that his lawyers crafted and gave to him. But if that talking point is actually how he feels, he is going to spend the next two years working his way through 26 trials and maybe more. Maybe more. that The big takeaway from Tony Busby's statement that was issued in response to Deshaun Watson's press conference from yesterday was there are many more out there who have not yet filed lawsuits. There it is right near the bottom, some of which have sued and many others who haven't yet. Until the statute of limitations expires on anyone who could sue, and let's say the latest one would be two years after the first case was filed. Let's assume he stopped with the Instagram massages after he was sued once for it. He's still got nine more months where people will fall within that window because in Texas it's two years to file the kind of claim that's been made in this case. So... Who knows what 26 is going to become. It's not officially 26 yet, but Busby has said 24 will become right. 26. And, and and many others who have not sued, comma, yet. That implies a lot. So if he's determined to clear his name, and look, this is part of what I would tell him, Chris, if he and I were able to sit down yeah, and talk. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't think I you don't to need to be a lawyer for this one. I think I would tell him the same thing here. It's too, it's too late to clear your name. Exactly. So that's over. Right. Right. You just have to accept the fact that your name is forever stained by this, yeah. and now you have to do damage control. You have to figure out the best way out of a maze that does not have the escape that you think. You're not going to get out the doors to this maze. You've got to figure out a way to dig a hole and go under the wall, and you're going to get dirt on you when you do it, and you just have to accept it. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, first off, it, it wasn't easy for him up there. I know that. You know, I give him credit for being up there and answering questions and doing that. It was very measured, as you talked about. Yes, I, I, you could see he was nervous talking about it. Probably, one, it's an uncomfortable subject. But, two, yeah, to your point, he's trying to remember what the lawyers told him to say so he doesn't say anything to incriminate himself. But, like, the clearing the name thing to me, yeah, of course, is the, the big shiny object to talk about. Because, I mean, you said it. it how? How at this point? You're not going to clear it. Nobody's going to forget about this. I mean, you're going to... All 26 cases, we're going to win? You know, all right, if you win 24 out of 26, there's still going to be two and your name's not cleared. So you know, that, that to me is where, you know, I guess I'm just surprised to hear that language still at this point. And at some point, I know, like what you're saying, Mike, what I want to say is just like, you're not going to clear your name. I'm sorry, you know, whether you're guilty or not. It's just it's too far down that path. 
Now we got to start thinking about what's the best move for you, you know, going forward. And, 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 and how does that mean playing football? Because I, you're just not going to get the other aspect back. And to me, at some point, you know, I, I think you got to just go, all right, what's, what's the best way to just get this over with, get it done with, and now I can get back to playing football? Because really, that to me is going to go the farthest way to never clearing his name, but soothing the public emotions over a little bit, letting time heal it, let him play, let him talk, see some remorse in the guy and stuff like that, which I know is – angering people as well but yeah i don't get the clear your name part of it at all around any corner within every battle and with the dawn of each new day the threat of the unexpected the unpredictable and the unrelenting lies in wait but marines will always be there they are the constant in the chaos no matter the battlefield marines adapt to win defeating every shifting threat Protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. And let's get to that. Yeah. That clip is a little bit farther yeah, down. Sorry, I didn't, heads up I didn't to the control mean to go room. No, there. but this is yeah. good. Let's yeah. go there. Let's yeah. go there. Yeah. Because the last time he spoke, he right. was asked if he has any regrets, and he said no. And that upsets some people should, because right. how could you not have regrets for something that you did? that gave rise to this mess. Regardless of who's right and who's wrong, your actions, your decisions, your habits contributed to this mess. He was asked again yesterday if he still has any regrets. A specific specific question, and I think an answer where he tried to give something that was more nuanced than maybe the talking points that we otherwise heard. Here it is. You said that... uh you had never disrespected a woman in your life and that you had no regrets about anything you did during these massage sessions. Do you still stand by that statement? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that question um, kind of, you know, triggered a lot of people, not just women in general, but a lot of people from this, you know, in the league, from women to, to males and things like that. And what I was saying is, yes, I, I never assaulted, disrespected or harassed anyone. But at the same time, I do understand that uh, I do have regrets as far as the impact that it's have on the community and people outside of just myself, you know, and that includes my family, that includes this organization, that includes my teammates in this locker room that have to answer to these questions, that includes, you know, the fan base of the Cleveland Browns, that includes males, females, everyone across the, the world, you know, so um, that's one thing I do regret is the impact that it's have triggered on so many people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to, to have to, you know, deal with. But as far as your, your actions, you don't have any regrets about anything that you've actually done? No, like I said, I never assaulted anyone or I never harassed anyone or I never disrespected anyone. I never forced anyone to do anything. That's the talking point that he utilized multiple times on March 25. I never harassed anyone. I never disrespected anyone. I never assaulted anyone. I never forced anyone to do anything. That has been the best-case scenario crafted by his lawyers and – and repeated, I'm not saying he's not being truthful when he says it, I, I, but that's for the course to determine whether or not he's being truthful. It's not for me to determine, but that's what he believes. That's what he's selling. Whether or not it's the truth that is accepted by a jury or the court of public opinion is two different things altogether, but that's his story, and it's clear that he's sticking to it. As it relates to regret, you know, he used the word triggered a couple of times. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a derisive and dismissive tone to that, like, oh, God, well, now you're triggered. Like, well, it's kind of reasonable for people to react with some consternation when the guy says he has no regrets because there are plenty of people who have dealt with collateral damage because of what happened, including Browns fans. I'm glad he mentioned Browns fans. I'm in their corner. They shouldn't have to deal with this burden of being football fans. That's why I said the day they traded for him, he needs to settle these cases. It's one of the reasons why. You need a fresh start. You don't need your fan base caught up in this uncertainty and worry and stress. And is he going to be suspended? Is he going to be put on the commissioner exempt list? Now I got to go defend him along with the rest of the team when my my brother-in-law, the Steelers fan, starts giving me crap. I mean, that, that's the way it works. And you see it on social media. 95% of the people who will react with hostile tweets 
to anything that we say about this case is we try to play it down the middle and be fair to the facts and be fair to everyone involved. They get pissed off and they react. And when I click on their bio, Browns fan. Browns fans shouldn't have to be in this position where they're expected to take up this effort for Deshaun Watson. So it should have been settled from the moment he was traded to the Browns. That's one of the big mistakes. You know, Stephen Ross, Dolphins owner, say what you will about Stephen Ross. Yeah. He has, his instincts were right about the civil cases. Those must go before we will trade for this player. He, I mean, there's, there's, there's no way out of that conversation for Watson there. He's going to continue to sound insensitive when, again, you're playing the I'm going to clear my name, I did nothing wrong thing. And, you know, obviously there's people that were hurt by this. We've seen, you know, two of them come out publicly and talk about it. So they were uncomfortable and did feel disrespected and, and you know, enough again to pursue other courses of action through law to, to go after Deshaun Watson. But when you're going to say that, you know, nothing went down and, you know, this is, you know, malarkey and it's my word versus their word, that's where Deshaun Watson's, yeah, he lawyers advise him he can't say anything. So that's just not going to sound good. And he's going to have to continue to go down that road and it's going to continue to sound insensitive. It is. It is. Even, you know, whatever way you look at it, it's just going to sound insensitive. And, and to the point where, you know, that people always talk about, like, what, the, the, the biggest, the, the first part of healing is admitting wrong and all that. I just don't think that's going to happen. You know, it, it, one, the clearing his name. Two, hey, I, I, there's a thought to me that, like, the same stubborn things that make Deshaun Watson a great quarterback are going to make him fight this to the very end. And, you know, the one thing I always say, too, is, you know, great quarterbacks can lie to themselves. They can. I've seen it in person. I've seen multiple. I mean, I lived with one, right? So I could tell you that there, too, to where they can do something and tell themselves, no, that didn't happen. This happened. And I'm not saying that's the case with Deshaun Watson, but that's just it's coming off weird. Even though he talked yesterday and you think that's going to be a positive, I don't think it's really a positive when he gets up there and talks. It just adds more to the negativity and to Tony Busby's case. They had managed to keep him away from the media, and I have looked at the offseason media policies for the NFL. I don't see a clear mandate that that Deshaun Watson be available for a press conference. And even if he is, he doesn't have to answer these questions. He was asked last week by the Associated Press yeah. about the situation while he was signing some autographs after practice, and he said, I defer to my lawyer and my agent. He could have just said that. Look, I, I'm here to talk about football. There's an active legal process that is clearly not over yet, and I'm not educated to talk about it. I'm not equipped to talk about it. And I've been advised by my lawyer and my agent to say nothing about it. Once you say that, yeah, they may try to ask you another question about but it's it. It's over. But you just you do the Bill Belichick thing. It's already been addressed. You want to talk about football? Let's talk about football. I can't talk about the other things. They told me I can't talk about the other right. things. I can't make these people upset with me. They are the ones who are representing my interests, and I have to do what they tell me to do. If you have an issue with that, you can take it up with them. Yeah, that's well, what he should have done. Yeah, he's not helping. He's not helping himself. No, he's not. He's not. It, it by, seems like by the public outcry, clumsy talking points. Right. You know I, who should be talking. You know who should be talking. Rusty is Jimmy Haslam or Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam yeah, should right. be talking. Yeah. Andrew Barry should be talking. I, you know, their attitude was, and I meant to write this last night, and I'll write it later today. When they had the press conference on March 25, and Andrew Barry was asked point blank, we played the clip, did you do, did, did Deshaun Watson, do you think he did anything wrong? And he glossed right over it. Because, see, they don't care what he did. They came to the conclusion, they were willing to make the bet that going forward, yes, he wasn't going to do anything like right, this. Right, right, right. He's been scared straight yeah. by right. criminal investigation and at the time, 22 lawsuits. And I don't he's think he's really that bad again. guy, but this is some sort of right. fetish. Right. Uh, you know, because, right. Again, right. that's right. the NFL thing. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. This, the, we, well, look, he's he, not he learned bad. his lesson. This is a fetish. He's not going to do this. This is a one-time thing. Well, not one time, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I got you. It, it's, it's over. He's cured. It's done. Whatever it was, he doesn't do it anymore. 
right? Like he like like he gave up smoking. Like okay, he's not gonna you know he's done. It's over. It's 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 over. We're not worried about that. He's seen what happens when he lives that lifestyle, right? But even then, even then, they underestimated what was still to happen. Two more lawsuits filed. Two more lawsuits to come. Who knows how many more are going to yeah. follow along? Right. I don't think they completely appreciated what the consequences were going to be once they captured the flag. See, it became a game of capture the flag between the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Browns. And the Browns got thrown off. And they, they got up, dusted themselves off, and said, damn it, we're getting that flag. What do we got to do to get that flag? $230 million guaranteed over five years, fully guaranteed from signing. Holy crap, nobody's done that before, but we'll do it. We'll do it. Because we must get that flag. And that's where that's where you need to have to use the phrase that Haslam or somebody else leaked to Mortensen as it relates to Baker Mayfield back in March. An, an adult. adult in the room. Yeah. A somebody with foresight. Somebody with judgment. Somebody with wisdom. Somebody who can set aside the obsession with winning and say, hey, guys, look. There's still 22 lawsuits. There's no sign that they're going to settle. Maybe we should tell them to settle them all. And you know what? You know what? Here's the other side of it, Chris. Even if they had settled them all. Still going on. Still could be others. Right. still have others. Right. The other two could sue. Now, now, if you had settled them with a, a strict and standard confidentiality agreement or an NDA, then you don't have the two people talk to Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. Because that, that is the thing. That's going to have four more lawsuits that, added on. That's the thing that breathed new life yes. into all of this. It yes. was just kind of there. Right. Then comes the HBO Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. You get to see faces, emotions. the aftermath emotions. of that three weeks later. Right. It's all, it's all gone downhill. Rusty Harden's instincts were dead on balls accurate as it relates to the impact of that HBO because they, they were concerned they weren't going to get fair treatment because anything other than my guy didn't do it is unfair treatment in their eyes. He knew in his heart what was going to happen. I think he knew that, that things were going to start to disintegrate in the aftermath of that, and, the, and they have. Yeah. And the Browns, the Browns should have at least recognized. I, I think they just thought we're going to keep our heads low and our mouths shut. We're going to weather the storm. And the storm's going to pass, and then we're going to have a franchise quarterback. Sure. And desperate people they just had do no desperate idea. things. They, and that's they what had they had no were. idea how bad the storm was going right, to be. Right, right. They lost way because they, they messed up and all of a sudden became like, oh, my gosh, we don't have a quarterback here. We screwed up. Deshaun Watson said no to us, and now we get to offer him the greatest contract ever. Or we're not going to have a quarterback. And that, that, so they were desperate, and they didn't think things out because of that, because they went, oh, no, we got nothing. We have a Super Bowl team, and we have no quarterback. So that's where they messed up. Mike, where do you think we're at with this? If, let's say, you know, when the bulk of these came forward, if Deshaun Watson and, and Rusty Harden just, you know, threw in the white towel or waved the white flag, whatever the hell it is, and just went, you know what? All right. I admit I got a problem. I'm wrong. I was wrong. I mistreated people. I didn't mean to hurt feelings, but, you know, whatever, sexual desires took over, blah, 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 and they settled it and got it out of the way during the season last year. Where do you think we're at right now with Deshaun Watson? Well, let me back it all the way up to the yeah, beginning. Right. Because the criticism I had as it relates to Watson's lawyers, and it wasn't Rusty Harden at the time. I want to be clear on that. I'm not blaming him for this. When the initial case emerged, pre-litigation, there was a communication made to Athletes First, the firm that represents Deshaun Watson, alerting them to the potential for the lawsuit. I think Ashley Solis was the very first one. She's the first one who came forward in her name, and I think she was the first one who, through Tony Busby, contacted Watson's firm. Demand was made of $100,000 to settle her claims. Now, anybody who knows anything about how the legal system works knows that that's an opening offer. That is necessarily negotiable. And the way that the dance goes, 
the response would be, should be, but wasn't in this case. Well, you know, 100,000 is a little high. How about 20? How about 90? How about 30? How about 80? And $100,000 is an opener, is a signal that this can be resolved between fifty dollars and $75,000. Right. If they would have engaged, but they didn't engage. They refused to make an offer. Oh, my god. They gosh. basically said $100,000 is too much. Make another offer, which is the kiss of death when it comes to negotiating with lawyers. Anybody, it's like the, the triple dog dare etiquette, right? There is an etiquette to negotiating among lawyers, and it becomes very transactional because that's the way you process these claims. And the very basic tenet is you never expect anyone to bid against themselves. Even if they had just offered $5,000, well, you know what? We'll show as a, as a gesture of good faith, we're willing to discuss this. Here is our offer. We need more information from you about what actually happened. It, and they, they, they blew that opportunity. And then, and then, Chris, see, if you settle her case, and that's the end of it, number one, her case goes away and it yeah. becomes filed and nobody ever knows about it. Number two... You avoid pissing off Tony Busby. Yeah, right. See, what they did, they acted arrogantly, they acted dismissively, and they pissed off the wrong guy. Because then what did he do? He went out and found more people who experienced the same treatment from Deshaun Watson. If they just would have resolved the Ashley Solis thing, this guy moves on with his life. He moves on. And, and if there are others that somehow come forward, you do the same thing with them. You settle it. The, that's one of the things that I was reminded of at the time this all first came up. Claims like this get made against NFL players and other professional athletes all the time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like paying taxes. It's a cost of doing business because you don't want one of these things to turn your life upside down. That's right. Whether there's merit to it or not, you make it go away because if it blows up, you have no idea what the damage is going to be. And my guess is guys have been more willing in the past 15 months to resolve these things, Others, recognizing yeah. if I turn my nose up at this opportunity, I'm going to have a Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, not not that there's other guys out there that have 22, yeah, 24, I got 26 claims against right. them, but it's better to end this before it becomes public. So that happens all the time. And it's not extortion. People call it extortion. No, because you're planning to file a lawsuit. This is pre-filing negotiation. And he had his opportunity then and and they blew it. His representatives at the time blew it by being dismissive and by insulting Tony Busby and pissing him off and motivating him to go find all these other people. That's where this thing went off the rails, Chris. Uh, agreed. I, I got to imagine there's some regret there or at least some second guessing yourselves and going, man, what would it be if we would have handled these things earlier? Where would we be? Where would we be at? Uh, I, I got to think you're farther down the road and maybe the light at the end of the tunnel as far as playing football is a lot more visible than it is right now. And I don't disagree with you. You're not, you're not even scrutinized by the league. No. You, if you knock these things out before they become lawsuits, before they become criminal investigations, the league never even knows about it. Now, right. you're supposed to you're supposed to supposed disclose to, to the team yeah. any potential – sure, Jan – if you if you resolve this quickly and quietly, it's gone, it's over, it's done, and it's very easy to justify saying, "Well, we oh, we didn't know that this was the kind of we we did you know we didn't know we didn't know." Sorry, because you're never even gonna have to say it because nobody's gonna find out. Yeah, no, I, I you're right. Or or if they do find out and it's it's limited there, okay, yeah, you you might get in trouble, but it's gonna be a slap on the wrist as compared to what you're going right now. Right now, we're going down a. Well, I, that's where I just don't understand the approach. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. I would be one that would sit here right now and go, oh my gosh, I'm shocked. He's actually going to play a football game in 2022. Like, I don't see how that's happening as of, as of right now. I don't. And where we sit right now, you know, to a point you made last week, and if we're going to go to Kate, you know, court with all these things, I mean, I, I mean, I'm starting to wonder if 2023 is going to be affected. I mean, I'm, I really am. It will We're, be. It will be. You're not going to get these cases done. I, next that's year. where I just. Uh, so I don't try understand. Six cases in the summertime. At some point, I just feel like you know. Again, I know this is something you're saying a lot, Mike. Here, but just you got to take one, take one for the team here. You know, innocent, not innocent. You got to move on your with your life if you really want to play football and get out there again. And that's where I just I don't understand the approach because right now you're just you're treading water. They're not going anywhere. 
They're not going anywhere, and nothing's going to happen. And they're crazy to think that oh, we might get in and you know play some substantial football time this year. There's no way. And you got to accept responsibility for your role, your actions that created a situation where claims like this could be made. Now we had the initial effort to resolve the cases initiated by Tony Busby, the first case that was brought, the first claim that was brought. That was dismissed. He was insulted. And then we had 22. In April of last year, there was an opportunity to settle the cases. There was a fight over whether or not there would be an NDA. Usually the one writing the check wants the NDA. In this situation, the one getting the money wanted the NDA. The plaintiffs wanted the confidentiality agreement. And Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson were insisting on no confidentiality because they wanted to do a victory lap and saying, say hey, tell look, the story they got, want to he tell got, he got peanuts right. we'll tell our story and he got peanuts which means these were meritless claims this was a nuisance lawsuit we made this go away because uh, we didn't want to have uh, litigation for the next two years so damn, they blew that they opportunity. did blew it and then and then the other one that we know about and before we play the clip let's just be clear this wasn't the product of reporting this was contained in one of the lawsuits that was filed recently, I think it was lawsuit number 23, the allegation, the reality that there was an effort made last year in conjunction with the effort to trade Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins where all of the cases would be settled at the behest of Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, and the statement was made in lawsuit number 23 that each of the plaintiffs were offered $100,000. 18 were ready to go. Four decided not to. Watson decided it's all or none. So none got settled for $100,000. That issue came up yesterday. Here's the question that was posed to Watson and the answer he provided. When we uh, talked to you, you told us that you, you would not settle out of court. Yet after that, a report came out that your team offered $100,000 to each of these accusers. So which is the truth? Was that money offered or, or not? Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of articles that's out there and, and facts and things like that. Um, you know, there was a process that was going on back in November uh, with another organization. Um, so I can't really get too far in details with that. But, you know, with the process that was going on before I became a Cleveland Brown, uh, that's a whole nother discussion. I mean, th that's it's not a denial. It's it's kind of like he's trying to is, say a team a team was trying to lead him that way. That's why I was Th that's doing that's how what I'm doing. that's how that's how they try to sell it now. That's right. where they try to parse words. We didn't want the settlement. The Dolphins did, right? But the Dolphins aren't part of the lawsuit. The Dolphins were very clear. If you want to be part of this team, if you want to get this trade done, you got to settle the cases, and you have to have an NDA. Period. I know you don't want an NDA, but you better have an NDA or we're not doing these deals. So he wanted to play football, so he he was willing to do these deals. That's why it's one of the reasons why I think, Chris, if they would put him on paid leave, if the league puts him on the commissioner exempt list until the cases are resolved, he's going to get these cases resolved. Because if this is the thing that's standing in the way between him and playing football, if these cases are the things that are presenting him from are preventing him, excuse me, from playing, he'll get them resolved. The problem is $100,000 isn't going to get it done now. I don't know if you have to add a zero or not to each of those, but it's not going to get it done. It's going to be more expensive. And you still face suspension without pay on the back end. So it's not like, you know, we, we settle these cases, we resolve these claims, and I'm playing football week one. It's too late for that. I would um, think so. so. I would think the price has gone up. And especially if, yes, the fact that he got paid last year, and if he gets put on paid leave again this year, you know, where, again, it's going to be – I mean, he's already made a huge – a lump sum of money already that yeah I would think that all of that has gone up no, no doubt about it I mean he's in a tougher spot the court of public opinion is more aggressively you know uh, behind the the 24 plaintiffs now than it was the Sean Watson to where I would think again that makes the price tag go up and then there's the desperation aspect of hey we know you want to get this done which is not going to give them as much you know negotiating wiggle room there so that's right I, I don't really understand I don't get it, honestly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit at the point of like, what the hell is Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson trying to do right now? That, that's where I'm a little bit at right now.
Well, the, the cynic would say Rusty Harden's trying to get paid by the hour for as long as he possibly can, and I'm not <laughs> right. saying that. But I'm, I'm you know, I hear look, you. Look, I know. I know. You, 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 he's getting paid by the hour, and this is continuing and continuing. He's got a whole team. Can you imagine how much Deshaun Watson has already spent? I, I can't legal, imagine. Legal fees You're right. Over the last 15 months, I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd say the over under is seven and a half million. I was going to say. I mean, it's, it's probably somewhere if you paid the, the the plaintiffs and some of these people, it's it's probably not that far off what he's paying in lawyer bills. I, I wouldn't. And it's just it's just a, it's just a wild guess. I don't know what Rusty Harden charges by the hour, but these cases are taking a lot of work. And one big chunk of the work that happened recently, Chris was the deposition of a Houston police detective. We haven't talked about this. Oh, yeah, right. I don't think I don't think this even came up while you were gone. The Houston police detective who believes that Deshaun Watson committed multiple crimes. And Charles Robinson of Yahoo got the full transcript, did an analysis of it, put up some excerpts. It's 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 a long article to read. Right. For me there were there were three big takeaways. One Harden's people are trying very, very diligently to suggest that the presumption of innocence that applies when you're actually charged with a crime somehow should apply to the investigation of the crime. And that when a woman walks through the door to the police station and has a complaint of sexual assault to make against a man, there should be a presumption of innocence where they just don't believe her without evidence. We don't believe you without it. Well, the evidence is her story. That's how it works. The police officers are trained and experienced in assessing the credibility of the people who come through the door with a complaint to make against someone else. You do a threshold credibility assessment. Do we believe this person or do we not? If we believe them, we go forward. And if the defendant chooses to exercise his constitutional right against incrimination by choosing to not talk, which Deshaun Watson did, what do we do? At some point, the process goes forward and somebody else has to decide whether or not there's probable cause to have a trial or whether there's proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And they get this whole presumption of innocence idea grafted onto the police officers where they're supposed to just walk around saying we presume everyone's innocent. Well, how's anyone ever charged with a crime then if we're going to walk around presuming everyone's innocent? It's a backward ass way of, of viewing the system because they are they are groping now, Chris for that that silver bullet that ends this. Of course, of course. And if they if they can paint the entire process as failing to honor the constitutional rights of Deshaun Watson, the presumption of innocence, I, that, that's, that's just, that's bogus. That's one of the big takeaways. There's another one, though, yeah. that made me think of something we talked about very early on. When we talked about getting massages, and I think you said this, that when you would get a massage when you were playing your wife was sitting in the room she stayed around yeah like right. i had a few instances where yes there was a few females who came to my apartment in tampa and they were good looking i had got you know reference and my wife was like uh okay i was gonna go for a workout but i'm gonna stay here in, inside the apartment now deshaun watson at least based on one of the lawsuits and i assume others are making the same claim but it's definitely in lawsuit number 23 he wanted it to be one-on-one. -on -one. He wanted these massages to happen this way. Yeah, right. The therapist and him and no one, no one else around, okay? If that's the case, if that's true across the board, yep. and assuming that he was going to these massages hoping that they would take a turn for a sexual encounter, remember yep. there have been three, three admissions of massage sessions that became sexual encounters after the massage ended, whatever that means. Um, it's his own fault for creating this situation. He thinks an NDA is going to protect himself. You know what protects you? A witness is what protects you. Yeah. Someone in the room who can testify, who can break the tie, because as of right now, it literally is he said, she said. You get somebody else in the room, that's the person who says, nothing happened. I was there the whole time. Nothing happened. So... That that and this gets back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. At some point, you have to accept responsibility for creating this environment that allows these people, if they are lying about you, you created the environment that allows them to lie about you. And Chris, this is my this. And and again, I that's I'm why he's not getting a lot of public here. remorse. I, I think those I'm, those I'm, are I'm the reasons. I'm trying to be fair. Yeah. If it was one person, we'd say okay, fine, sure, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, right? But at some point. The snowball becomes an avalanche. And when you are at 
24 going on 26. And there's been no evidence to suggest that Tony Busby is the Pied Piper holding these people together who are just trying to make a money grab. 18 of them could have grabbed $100,000 last year and they didn't get it. If, if they're just in it to make a money grab, they're pissed off and they're complaining to somebody that they had $100,000 last year and I can't believe I, didn't, I just want my 100000 because they know if this is true, that it's a bunch of meritless to the point of frivolous claims and Tony Busby is spearheading all this to try to get some massive payday when he doesn't deserve it and when his clients don't deserve it, somebody would break ranks. A hundred percent. Somebody would talk out a line. A hundred percent. Somebody by now with that many people would have broken. They wouldn't be able to avoid it. They would say something to somebody that would be that smoking gun, that would expose that it's all one big sham. And the longer that we go without that happening, without any proof of it, and if it's out there, Rusty, it's on you to bring it to us so we can take it to the world and explain what's going on. There's no evidence of that at all. That's what makes it Almost the opposite. to me. That's what makes it to me persuasive as a juror in the court of public opinion. Sure. That there's merit to these cases. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. <clears throat> there's no doubt. We would have we would have heard, you know, chirping, rumors, whatever, it's falling apart, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's no way you're going to hold all these people, and if it's some conspiracy or ruse or whatever else, and they're all going to stick together through this process. No, no. But, you know, again, the, the warning signs we kind of get is that, that they're fairly comfortable sitting back and waiting, and that it seems that, you know, the fact that Deshaun Watson doesn't seem to show remorse on real sports and things like that, it, it, to me, is is only going to make some of these these women double down even more because it just, again, they're going to go, I've, I've been disrespected, I was mistreated, and this person doesn't seem to care a whole lot at all, if at, if at all, about you know the people that were hurt by this. And as you see, they're hanging in there, and they don't seem impatient or anything that there's, you know, this is falling apart. So uh, I'm with you. It looks the opposite, really. It really does. The longer it goes on, the more and more it just seems like, hey, I believe this side compared to Deshaun Watson. What has Deshaun Watson and his side really given us to make us think, you know, anything that, that, that we should believe them? That, that's where I guess I, I fall right now with this whole episode. They want us to just accept the talking points. They want us to independently scrutinize the credibility of the individuals. Look, if there is something out there, a smoking gun that shows that someone is lying, we're all ears. We're here. These deposition transcripts aren't subject to any type of a court order that prevents the information from being disseminated. If you've got something that really shows that somebody is running a scam on Deshaun Watson, then then bring it to us. But the idea that 26 people are lying, wrong, conspiring, no one is going to buy that without proof. Now, one more thing. And by the way, I know that this is a serious case, and I don't want to interject unwarranted levity to the situation. But did you say Roos? I think I said I think I did say that. All right. Just want to clarify that point. Um, <laughs> Deshaun Watson also addressed – the time that he spent talking to the NFL. Let's have a listen to Deshaun Watson talking about his direct communications with the league that will go a long way toward determining what kind of punishment, if any, the league ever imposes. When you've met with the NFL, how has that gone? And are you really, are you concerned with waiting for this decision from the league? Um, yeah, I can't control that. You know, I met with the, the NFL um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I did everything they asked me to do. I answered every question truthfully uh, that that the NFL asked me. Um, I spent hours with those with those with the people that they brought down, and that's all I can do is just tell them and be honest and, and tell them exactly what happened. And they, I know they have a job, and so I have to respect that. And that's what we want to do is cooperate. And you know, they have to make a decision best for the uh, the lead. You know, so. And see, look, these are trained, experienced investigators. And I know that there's some cynicism that applies to the league having a results-oriented process, that they pick the decision that they ultimately want to make and they work backward to justify it. But, but again, Ray Rice, I don't think the commissioner 
wants to put himself in a position where he is perceived as being too lenient with one of the players in the NFL who has committed some sort of act of violence or sexual assault or any type of misconduct against anyone, especially a female. So uh, I I wanted to play that clip, Chris, because the talking points, it's not going to be enough to say I never assaulted, harassed, or disrespected anyone over and over and over again. At some point, you're going to get the kind of tough questions, presumably, that we would ask him. The what were you thinking type questions. Why did you do this? Why are you getting these people on Instagram? Why are you insisting on it just being the two of you in a room? And again, we don't know how aggressive the questioning was. But but these are folks who are trained and experienced and skilled. And I assume that they do not want to be in a situation where they make a recommendation to the commissioner that results in something that is perceived as being too lenient because too lenient almost got the commissioner unemployed in 2014. Yeah, too lenient and this time right now in 2022 is definitely not a good look. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are sensitive times when it comes to this subject. We know that. It's it's definitely controversial that way across the board. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, too too lenient doesn't look good. And what I Mike, what the thing I would just go is when he talks to the NFL, <clears throat> is he giving Full answers, or is he still giving the NFL lawyer mumbo jumbo? That and they'll see through it. Yeah. They'll see through it. That's the point. Yeah, they have to assess his credibility. Yeah, they have to assess the credibility of the people that they've interviewed. They have to figure out who's telling the truth. And again, from their perspective, see, Rusty Harden's going to do his best to make sure that each one of these trials is only about that individual plaintiff, with no evidence of any other claims being introduced. And that's going to be one of the huge fights in every one of these. Whether and to what extent other claims against Deshaun Watson will be introduced at trial of these cases. That that ends up being a big, big issue. But the NFL knows all of this. And the NFL's got to assess who's telling the truth and who isn't. I just it's it's it ha- it has not gone well since the moment that the HBO Real Sports feature began to play that Tuesday night three weeks and one day ago. So uh, hopefully at some point we'll know what the NFL is going to do. The Browns need to know. Watson needs to know. The fans need to know. People need to know. And I don't think I still don't think the NFL knows what it's going to do. And I still think, Chris, paid leave is the best way to go because then it allows him to get back to what he said, what we played at the top of the show. He's going to focus on clearing his name. The best way to focus on clearing your name is step away from football and truly focus on clearing your name. If that if that's what you believe and not just a talking point. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, Kyler Murray is at Cardinals mandatory minicamp. Does that mean they're working their way toward a contract extension? We'll discuss that next on this Wednesday edition of PFT Live. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people.